Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown away and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Barbara. Good morning. Um, I just have to say, first of all, that uh, Jennifer... (laughs) You have the best facial expressions of anyone who's ever done children's moments on the stage. I mean, I just could watch you. Like, I don't even have to hear what you're saying. Just watch your sweet face and how you responded to those children. It's priceless. But thank you. Your words were great. And we all appreciate what you had to say. Uh, Well, last week we did begin a new sermon series uh, based on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount called The Infinite Game. Now, in case you missed it, you are welcome to go to our website, access that message online so that you can hear a more detailed description of, of just what we mean by The Infinite Game. But basically, we talked about the difference in perspective of those who choose to approach life playing the finite game where winning, competing, comparing, and gaining um, are the main focus of life versus the perspective of those who approach life with uh, the mindset of the infinite game where the main focus is not on self, it's not on winning or gaining more of the temporary fixes that this world offers, but on being a part of something bigger than yourself and contributing to that. So the fundamental difference between the finite game and the infinite game is perspective. And we compared this idea of the infinite game to what Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. Jesus said there is an entirely different way to approach life, an infinite perspective that will open up all kinds of possibilities for you where God is your abundance and in him you have everything you need. And we said that the rest of Jesus' sermon is him explaining to us how we are to live or how to play the infinite game based on that new kingdom perspective. And today as we move forward in our uh, text, I first want you to notice something important about the order of this sermon right at the beginning. But because before Jesus launches into the practical details concerning the best way to approach things like anger or our enemies or worry, he announces two very crucial truths to these new disciples. The first one we've already heard, the promises of God are available to you. That's the Beatitudes. That's what we talked about last week. Secondly, he says, and this is today's passage, you have an extremely significant identity and purpose. You, he says, are the salt of the earth. You 
are the light of the world. Now let me pause here and ask, looking at this, which comes first, the promises of God or our identity and purpose? The promises of God, exactly. Here's my point. God always makes the first faithful covenant move. God always initiates relationship. He always promises. He always offers. He always chooses before we could do anything to earn it. Now, this is extremely important for us to understand, and I think it's critical that we see this here in Jesus' sermon, because if we get that backwards, then we are at risk of making this sermon into a list of requirements that that we must meet in order to receive the promises of blessing and abundance that God offers to us. But if we do that, then this way of life that Jesus is teaching us about just becomes a burden to us. Because, you see, we don't earn the promises of God. They are a gift from him given to us in his grace, the kingdom life full of true, lasting abundance where God is our greatest resource and our greatest reward is ours because God chooses to initiate that relationship with us and he chooses to make those promises to us. The promises of God always come first because God always makes the first move. Very important. So not only is God this faithful, covenant-making God who initiates relationships with us, but Jesus also says to these new disciples that they are important and necessary in this world. In other words, what he is saying to them is you have a purpose, You are the salt of the earth. Just as salt is vitally important to everyday life for preserving food, for adding flavor, for bringing enjoyment, in the same way you are vitally important to this world in a spiritual sense. Your life serves to preserve God's good work and his goodness in this world. Your life adds flavor to this world. Furthermore, he says, you're the light of the world. Just as light illuminates darkness in the same way, your life serves to illuminate the darkness of this world. Your life shining brightly, living according to this new kingdom mindset is the way the rest of the world will know that there is hope when things seem incredibly dark. Your life is an important witness for the rest of the world of God's truth and love. In other words, Jesus says, you matter You matter. Your life matters. Not only does my Father draw near to you and initiate relationship with you, He calls you by name. He gives you an identity. And He gives you a purpose. Now just imagine how freeing, how inspiring, how rejuvenating This would have been to those people up on that mountain 
with Jesus. Remember, Jesus is talking to people who in many ways have lived lives that were looked over, pressed down, hard lives where many of them were just making it from day to day. And now Jesus tells them that their lives are significant, that they have a purpose, a kingdom purpose. But, he says, to accomplish your purpose, you must be who I have said you are. You must be who I've said you are. Salt is useful because it's salt. If it were somehow to lose its saltiness, it would cease to be salt altogether, and and that's not possible. And light, it can't be anything less than something that shines and illuminates. In other words, the purposes of salt and light are tied directly to their identity as salt and light. In the same way, your purpose is tied directly to who God says you are. And he says you are significant and that you have a great purpose in this world. So be who you are. You are significant, so be significant. Live a life that matters because you do matter. And Jesus says the same to us today. You have a purpose in this world, a unique purpose that only you can accomplish. But in order to live into your God-given purpose, you must first connect with your identity as a chosen and loved child of God, believing that you are significant because God says you are significant. If you place your identity in anything less than who God says you are, you will miss the mark and you will not live into your purpose. Your identity is not in your education level. Your identity is not your job. Your identity is not even your gifts. You could lose all of that and you would still be a person of worth created and loved by God with a purpose. Do you hear me? You could lose all of those things. Finite game, infinite game. You are a person of significant worth and value who has a purpose. You can't lose your identity because God gave you that and he's not taking it away. Remember also, you don't earn your significance by accomplishing great things. You don't prove your significance by acquiring lots of recognition or awards or stuff. You are significant, period. You have a purpose. You have a contribution to make. In other words, your life is not purposeless. You may ignore your purpose. You may deny your purpose. You may trade your purpose for something less, but you are not 
purpose, lest you were created with a purpose. And your main purpose, Jesus says, is to shine like a beautiful, bright light in this world in your own uniquely gifted way that only you can do, pointing to the amazing truth of who God is and the abundant life that is available to everyone through Christ. That is your purpose. So this weekend, I was on social media messing around, and I came across a post from Nikisha Williams. Now, some of you know Nikisha, and you remember Nikisha from when she was a student at Southern Miss um, in the music program. She worshiped here, sang in our choir on Sunday mornings, um, and she recently toured on Broadway with the color purple, playing the character of Seeley. That's wrapped up, and she is now uh, once again going to casting calls, and she posted this on her Facebook. In case you weren't sure, casting will keep your resume if they are interested in you. You may not book the gig, but if you book the room, the return can be great. Living testament right here. Listen to this. So go in every room you can and shine. Isn't that great? Go in every room you can and shine. What if we approached every single day with that mindset? What might happen to the people around us if we choose to live every single day into the purposes that God intends for us, living in the fullness of our gifts, living in trusting close relationship with God, what kind of impact might we make? It would be significant, I'm telling you. Significant. Guys, people are watching. And there are people desperate for hope. What if your life lived in the beautiful, unique loving way that God designed you to live is the beacon of hope that somebody else needs. God says it is. He says it is. You are the light somebody else needs. You are the hope that somebody else needs. He says it is vitally important to his kingdom for you to shine. Vitally important, like salt and light, you are necessary. But look, some of you out there, some of you are perfectionists. Some of you have just put a burden on yourself. Great, now I have to be light. Now I got to be light. Now I got to go flavor everybody and everything. And I got to do it every day in every room. I got to bust in the rooms and I got to shine my light. And you're stressing out. Stop it, okay? Just cut it out. Relax about it. Relax about it. Do not put pressure on yourself to be perfect. This is not a burden. Jesus never, ever, ever, ever came to place a burden on us. Not at all what he means. Just draw near to God. Let him speak his truth over you and into you, and then live from that center. 
just live from that place of truth. Just live from that place of confidence and love and grace. And the shining will happen. It will happen. So what have we said today? We have said that God always initiates relationship and covenant with us. His promises go before us. God always goes first. We don't earn it. It is just a gift. Secondly, we have said that that our true identity comes from God and, and who he says we are. We are his chosen and loved children. We said that from our identity flows our purpose. In other words, our purpose is tied directly to our identity. So if you feel like you don't have a purpose, then the first thing you need to do is to connect back in to that relationship with God and find your identity in who he says you are. Maybe you should ask, am I trying to find my identity in something else or someone else? other than who God says I am. Do I go, okay, God, sure, that's fine, but really, but really I'm, mm mm-mm. You are who God says you are. Find your identity there. He is the source of both your identity and your purpose. You won't find those things anywhere else. So connect in with him. The last point is this. Our purpose informs the way we are to live. Our purpose informs the way we are to live. That's what Jesus is getting to in the rest of the sermon. That's what the rest of the weeks are going to be about. The how to live based on God's promises and his commitment to you. And what he says is yours and your identity that he has given you and the purpose that you have. Now how to live. We don't start with how to live because then it's just rules and burden, right? That's the rest of the sermon. So I hope you'll join us for the remainder of the series to learn more about that. But as we close, I want to show you this, this passage from Ephesians 2. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says here. And look, notice the order See if it seems familiar. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. Are you recognizing anything? In other words, God initiated this. It went before you. It's a gift and you can't earn it. For we are what he has made us. Another version says we are God's masterpiece. Do you see identity there? We are what God has made us. We are God's masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. There's your purpose. For good works which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. And this way of life is that kingdom way where we live according to the abundant mindset that everything we can possibly need or desire is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's cool, isn't it? You see God's promises You see your identity, you see your purpose, and you see the way of life right there in those verses. So this week, you know, I hope you'll just rest in the knowledge that you are 
a significant person of great worth who matters in this world. If you are breathing, you matter. You're here, you matter. And look, the fact that I can stand up here and say you're significant and you have purpose, you know, it sounds like an easy message, but let me just tell you that believing this for myself in many ways has been the journey of years. Years. And so for you, depending on your past and what has happened to you or the messages that people have said to you, depending on all that, it may be a journey of years for you too. But look, just because we're on the journey to fully believe about ourselves, what God says is true about ourselves, that doesn't mean we don't still shine in the process. Because who doesn't need to hear the message of sometimes I hurt, sometimes I don't think I'm worth much, sometimes I doubt, but I believe that my God is greater, and I believe that my God's promises are true. And I believe that everything is promised to me is for me and it will be mine. That's shining bright. If you just live honestly and authentically. But look, I still want you to rest in that knowledge that you are significant and that you matter and that your life has purpose. So whatever you may hear that may possibly tell you otherwise, whatever message that may be creeping in that says you can't make a difference, your life doesn't matter, please know that that is a lie and it is not from God. So don't listen to that. Believe what God says is true about you. You are a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. Find your identity and who God says you are. And out of that truth will flow your purpose. You are significant in this world. So be significant. Go be salt and light. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this reminder that we are significant that we are loved, chosen, treasured people of great worth and value to you, and that we have a purpose in this world. What we do matters. How we shine matters. Lord, I pray that you would help us all gain a greater understanding of who you've said we are and who you've called us to be and give us the confidence, the grace, and the strength that we need to be those people in this world, Lord. Lord, you need us. You've asked us to be partners with you. And we want to do that. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.